let's take a moment of um, silence to our good friend, Mr. Miles Bridges. Welcome to Her Sports Convo with Ashley Wilson. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Crazy to see you here again. I hope you had a good week last week. I hope you have a good week this week. Oh, boy. It's Halloween. Not yet, but it's basically Halloween, which means the year's almost over. And uh, somebody told me where 2021 went because it surely does feel like we're still quiet about January, maybe even June. But it's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. The NBA. I had I didn't have big expectations as I knew a lot of the teams had a lot of rookies like the Houston Rockets. They're giving me, you know, a AAU team. I feel like they should be the Houston Rockets 20U team because uh, is anyone on that team 21? Are they? I truly don't think if they are on the team, I'm pretty sure they're not a starter fact check me I don't care but they've been doing pretty well and you got the Cavs out here with Evan Mobley and everyone thinks Evan Mobley is about to be the defensive player of the year and the rookie of the year which I mean I'm not disagreeing he's played amazing in this first week especially with Jared Allen I mean I'm, I'm I'm not saying I'm not here for the Cavaliers hobokery hypocrisy you know over exaggeration but I think it's fun. I think it's fun that we're not, you know, talking about the same old teams every year. Like, yes, it's been seven days. This season is literally a newborn baby. And a lot is going to happen between now and June. But it's fun to see, especially the young guys coming out and uh, having a good time. Because, you know, a lot of people struggle when it comes to their uh, NBA debuts. As our good friend, Mr. Russell Westbrook, did struggle in his debut with the Lakers and you know his good old friend LeBron told him go home eat a snack hang out with your family watch a comedy and get over it because he he went to UCLA he's from that area and you know he thought he was going to be Mr. Triple Double on the first night and that didn't happen but the third game they got um they won and he had like 15 assists or like 10 12 something like that and that's the rest they expected that's the rest they needed to see as I was worried that Russell Westbrook was going to come out and literally take shots out of people's hands and, you know, be the Russell Westbrook he's always had to be on teams and that case scenario, and that's just not what it was. So I'm very happy for the Lakers in that sense, but we all saw their fight. We all saw their skirmish during uh, game two, and it worked out for them because, as we know, that first game was a hot mess against the Golden State Warriors. Like, yeah, Russ played bad, but overall, that – it. It was not fun. Like, I'm not even a Lakers fan. And I was like, oh, y'all, this is this is not good. <laughs> this is not good. Especially after, you know, we had all the hype about Melo being there and Rondo and LeBron and blah, blah, blah. DeAndre Jordan, in my personal opinion, is just getting about 15 minutes too much of playing time. Like, no offense to Mr. DeAndre Jordan, but I don't think he should be having that much playing time. When you have all these other people in their team, you know, like... You have a center who's played really good at center, Anthony Davis, that's not playing center because DeAndre Jordan is playing center. Like, the math isn't mathing for me. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it's just not adding up. So, if someone could explain that to me, that'd be great as well. Even though the Lakers struggled to come out, they struggled at their start. I don't think they're not going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to be like a four, five, or six seed when it comes to the playoffs. They're not top three caliber this year. You got a lot of other people doing well in there 
conference that are going to bring them out of that top three seed position. But it was it was interesting. It was fun to see, you know, Melo out here, you know, prove that he's not washed up. Like, because the media have been feeding these teams and feeding fans that Melo is no good anymore. Like, his best days are behind him. And he's out here cooking these 17-year-olds, cooking them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I am here for it. Like, I just don't understand why he had to sit out a year and then go to Portland for people to figure out that Melo could still play. And don't even get me started on the foolishness that Denver did when they didn't even put him on, like, the best Denver Nuggets players list because that was – I don't think it was a list. I actually think it was a graphic. But still, like – I have burned in memories from that time. So, like, you're just really going to disrespect this man like that? It was so rude. But he's out all, He's out here proving all the haters that, you know, I may got time on my back, but my cornrows are still tight. My headband is still popping, and I'm going to sink these threes no matter what. The most surprising thing that I did not see this season was the Hornets, like, being good. <laughs> Like, I am shocked. Like, now I kind of want to go see a Hornets game. Again, I'll definitely be a fake fan, but I kind of want to see a Hornets game now. Like, they're they're beating teams. Like, yeah, they, you know, they lost a few games, and I mean, they smacked the mess out of the Nets, which no one saw coming. Yeah, they lost to the Celtics in overtime, but... Like, they're, they're doing well, and LaMelo's out here looking like an evil Knievel science villain on, you know, a Disney decom movie from the early 2000s, and I'm here for it. Like, I'm here for it. It's amazing. It's amazing. They're playing good basketball, entertaining basketball, and it's working out for them. People are watching their games. Maybe, you know, they'll get a few more nationally televised games this season because of it. And let's take a moment of um, silence to our good friend, Mr. Miles Bridges, as he has been dug on by Jalen Brown on this past weekend. And I don't think anyone's going to let this man forget it <laughs> because it is every single where you turn. Like literally, if you Google like Celtics Hornets game, that is like one of the top pictures that comes up on like all the articles is just that photo on top of all the articles and I know this man is sick and tired and I get people are roasting him like it's fun to get jokes off but like do y'all not remember that Miles Bridges is arguably the best rapper in the NBA I said arguably some people like Dame you know this man is not only gonna like snap off on every single else person they play up until like mid-January when I think they're playing the Celtics again so he can get revenge on Jalen Brown but he's also going to write a song about it. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be a banger. Like, again, if you have not listened to Miles Bridges' music, like, go listen to it. It's actually kind of good. Like, surprisingly good. Because we know when it comes to athletes and music, they're all over the place. But, like, he's got some he's got some bops up there. Like, good for you, Mr. Bridges. But it was sad to see him go out like that. And then, bless his heart, he tweeted out. He was like, no matter what, I'm going to jump when it's overtime and the game's tied. And I'm fighting for my team. Like, baby, we didn't we didn't need a tweet. We didn't need an Instagram caption. Like, it's fine. We get it. It's okay. Like, you were doing your job. But you got post-drop. Literally happened to everyone on Sunday. Like, it's fine. But own up to it. Like, there's, so, some things need to be addressed. You being posterized and people making fun of you on the internet, not quite one of them. Like, when John Morant, like... <laughs> tweeted out you know success always comes after failure 
and all these things about like you'll get them next time 12 like genuinely talking to yourself like I get it people go on Twitter and they talk to themselves a whole lot and I get it you know you use it as a little vent therapy I understand John Morant but that was like kind of strange and the fact that he didn't do it he didn't tweet it out once it was like three tweets that it was like a series and I'm like no one asked for this like this is strange because if you don't know what happened he missed two free throws at the very end of the game that would have won the game for the Grizzlies but instead he missed them both and the Lakers ended up winning that game but it, it was a bit much for me I know it got dark I truly don't understand what the clouds are doing but we're gonna we're gonna keep this train rolling but another team that I was very surprised by well I'm not even gonna say I was surprised by them because I actually saw the Bulls being kind of good this season. You know, they got Alex Caruso, the white boy of L.A. You got Lonzo. You got DeMar. Like, it's the USC-UCLA thing they got going on over there, and it's working. They're 4-0 as of my time, and it's like the first time the Bulls have been 4-0 since the 96-97 season. Like, crazy and it's working for them I mean I own one Bulls t-shirt that I got for like five dollars off Fanatics so I guess I'm a fan question mark no but I mean it's really good because you know Lonzo has a long journey because he was at the Lakers and then he got traded to the Pelicans and now he's in Chicago where it seems like it's working again we're a week in y'all this is you know overreaction Thursday like I'm pretty sure that's what I might title this episode because we're just making just overreactions of all the things but I would be shocked to see the Bulls you know making a little step in the Eastern Conference especially because you know the Nets are just out here dying they're just it's it's not working KD's out here playing literally the entire game shooting 30 points and it's still not working and you got James Harden basically being the poster child for all the new rules that the NBA has put in place and it's it's not looking good if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan. Like they were giving away they weren't like giving away the tickets, but the tickets for their game on Monday and Sunday were five dollars. Like it was five dollars. Like that was a cheap ticket and you were not in the nosebleeds. Like you were you had a pretty decent seat for five dollars and you had a better one for nine dollars. Like are these fans overreacting? Definitely because again, it's week one, y'all. Like, let's calm down. Let's calm down. Let's take the train and put it on pause. We're rolling down these heels of things that are like we're being dramatic. But hey, if you live near Brooklyn, go copy one of them five dollar tickets. Cause I mean, if I could, I would like a bottle of water at an arena is like six seven dollars so you can go see a whole game cheaper than it is to get a snack but the the nets are struggling they're gonna struggle because one katie is a human and he's one person and he can't carry a whole team two james harden is literally <laughs> getting every single foul in the world called on him and he's not happy about it the coaches aren't happy about it Adam Silver's like I don't really care somebody had to be you know the person and the referees came together and decided it was you James Harden and they need Kyrie because James can't do anything because he's borderline about a foul out every game Durant needs a timeout and the only timeout he can get are the TV timeouts and you know the timeouts the coaches give him they need someone else but they don't have anyone else so it's like what you want me to do man what you want me to do 
our feel-good moment of the week. Yes, we're doing it in the middle of the episode, not at the end. My show, I make up the rules. It's not a direct feel-good moment <laughs> because it's more of a what in the world are you doing college football. I was one of the very lucky viewers to see the majority of the Penn State-Illinois football game this weekend. And if you haven't heard, that game went into nine overtimes. As you know, in the recent, the college football people decided to change the overtime rules. So back in the day, you know, everyone got a chance. Whoever messed up their chance, they lost game over. Now, after the second quarter, so beginning in the third quarter, everybody goes for two-point conversions. Now... Let's take a second. Why don't people go for two-point conversions normally in football games? Anybody in class wants to know why? Oh, I'll tell you, children. It is because it's harder to make a two-point conversion than it is an extra point. And that was directly shown by this game going into nine overtimes. I literally wanted to spoon my eyeballs out. I was like, this is ridiculous like we need to change this because I cannot live through this as I was one of the few people who saw the Mississippi Texas A&M game that I think that was the Mississippi State Texas A&M game that went into like six or five overtimes the regular way and then that's why they changed it to this way because this was stupid no one made a two-point conversion until the eighth overtime the eighth overtime my friends the eighth overtime and Penn State came up like a hair short on the ninth one and I'm pretty sure if they would have had a penalty or something and called back that game would have went into like 35 overtime it was insane and ridiculous we need to change it but here's my idea on how to change it you ready let's have a field goal shootout we're going soccer style with it. It's called football. Let's dabble into our friends with the football with the U, right? So, same style, but we just have one kicker. One kicker from this team, one kicker from that team, right? Best out of five. Whoever makes one, you know, whoever gets the most wins. We don't have a kicker. You know, we don't have anyone block. We have the same format, so the other team, they can come up and try to block it. Same field goal situation we normally have going on. We start the field goal at the 25 same situation we get past the five you know nobody makes it then we switch it up we get a new kicker but instead of going to five we do best out of three and after and then after that word doesn't work then we're gonna go to another kicker now you might be asking what if the team only has one kicker then that's where the game actually gets interesting because we start calling up friends we get a wide receiver tell them to go Get it. Get your long snapper. Tell him to go get it. Like, the game would end faster. I promise you. This solution is a lot better than a nine-overtime two-point conversion that didn't happen until the eight-overtime game. It might be crazy. It might be outside the box. Nothing great came from someone thinking inside the box. College football playoff committee, rules committee, if you would like to call me, my email is always in the description below. And since we're talking about football, we need to stop putting the Seahawks on primetime games. This is not good. This is, we got to stop putting them on primetime games, you guys. The Seahawks are not worthy of primetime television anymore. Like, come on, y'all. That was the boringest game I've ever watched in my life. 
And you may be asking, that's not just the Seahawks' fault. That has to do with the Saints. I agree 100%. 100% I agree. Now, I do have to give it to the Saints' defensive line. They played a great game. Demario, DeMarco, Davis. That's what we're going to go with. Yeah, his name's like Demario Davis, DeMarco Davis. I'm pretty sure we're on the, I'm on the right track there. But great game from him. Like I said, it was good if you liked defense and bad offense. It was boring if you liked good football. Like, it was bad. The best part of the game was the um, little play-ins from the Eli and Peyton broadcast, i.e. Marshawn Lynch's, you know, giving out some slight curse words on ESPN2 during the game. I love this man. Idea. I'm giving out ideas today for free. Come on, y'all. Somebody take them. Give Marshawn Lynch his own show. He's at his house. Just one camera. We, we don't need a lot of camera angles. We need a lot of cuts. We don't need all that. Just him and give me one other person. I mean, no one big character because he's going to be the big character. Kind of like a little sideshow person. Him and this other person. Well, on his couch, NFL Red Zone is up. And he's just having a good time. He's having a good time. We're getting to know Marshawn Lynch more. Marshawn Lynch is getting to know. Like, it just sounds so fun because Marshawn Lynch does not care. This man does not care. He literally went on TV and was like, yeah, I took three shots of Hennessy before I came up here. Who says that? Marshawn Lynch. And that's why we love him. Let this man have more TV time. It's unfair. Back to the Seahawks and the Saints. That game was just a mess. And if you watched it, you have to agree with me. That game was a mess. And we got to put, we got to stop putting the Seahawks on TV. And the Saints, I guess, you, no, we, we're not putting the Saints on primetime either. It's, it's not good. It's not good. And NFL, I, I know your viewership had to go down because people could not have consistently been watching that game. I am not the people who were consistently watching the game. I am those people. I am that demographic. I am that percentage of people. So uh, we got to do better. People who are scheduling, putting things on TV, not putting things on TV. Because I know they always put out those things, especially last season. They were like, oh, this is going to be on CBS. This is going to be at 1 o'clock. This is we need to do that now. ASAP. As soon as possible. We need to do that now. Because we got to get the Seahawks off our time. We got to. It, this is this is a national crisis. <laughs> I mean, not as big as the actual crisis we have going on. But it's it's borderline close to it. Now, I do have to say, I have witnessed one of the biggest fumbles of a bag since Mr. Dennis Schroeder this weekend. And that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan who gave up Tom Brady's $600, $600, who gave up Tom Brady's 600 touchdown ball for pennies, for pennies, pennies. Now, I'll tell you what he got if you don't know. I do have a list here because I am efficient. This is what this man received. Uh, two signed jerseys and a helmet from Mr. Tom Brady. One signed Mike Evans jersey and cleats. $1,000 in store credit. Two season tickets for the 2021 and 2022 season. And one Bitcoin. Compared to Tom Brady's 600 touchdown ball, no. I wouldn't have gave that thing up for less than a million. Mm-mm. Anything under a million, we wouldn't have been having a conversation. I mean, because what they're going to do. Mike Evans gave this man the ball. Like, it's in that man's position. Like, 
you just scammed yourself, sir. Do you not know that? You just scam your own self. Because I don't care how good the Buccaneers are. That ball is not worth two season tickets for two seasons. One, one season is already half over. Two, who knows what they're going to do next year. I'm not saying that Mike Evans isn't a great player. We know we love Mike Evans over here. But your signed jerseys and your signed cleats compared with Tom Brady's signed jersey and signed cleats and that $1,000 store credit does not equal the same cost of this 600 touchdown ball. I just don't, maybe he was a big Tom Brady fan and he was like, okay, Tom, here you go. Because actually he gave the ball up for less. Because when they had the conversation and it first came out of what he got, he didn't have like a quarter of the stuff that he had. Now that he's, you know, it's confirmed that he has now. So he had even less and he still gave up the ball. This is ridiculous. The the things that America's do. Now, I know some people are like, actually, that's not nice. That's Tom's 600 touchdown ball. He should have it. His wide receiver should know or somebody should let him know, hey, Mike, don't give away Tom Brady's 600 touchdown ball. Like, you gave the ball to me. It is my ball now, and we're not settling for anything less than a million. The last thing we're going to talk about this week is the holiday special thing we got going on. As we know last year, if you're new here, I did five guests in five weeks from Thanksgiving to Christmas. I had a guest on every single week. It was fun. It was exciting. But we're not going to do that this year. (laughs) We're not going to do that this year, one, because not enough people respond to me to get five guests in five weeks. Two, not enough people respond to me to get five guests in five weeks. So this year I had a better idea that we're going to do a holiday live show. So it'll more than likely be on the main channel. I'll have some of my internet friends come on. We're going to have talks. We're going to chat it up. We're going to do pop culture. We're going to do football. We're going to be NBA. We're going to do whatever. You know, that's what this podcast is. And that's what Hers with Convo is. It's about literally whatever in the world happens so um big thing I need for you to do is to let me know in the comments of this video so if you're on audio go to the comments of the YouTube channel episode of this week and leave me a comment down below when you would like to see the live show it is definitely going to be the week of December 13th I don't know what day in the week of December 13th yet because uh that's going to be determined by a lot of factors. So uh, let me know what day of the week you would like to see it and what time. I live on the Eastern Standard Time. Put it in Eastern Standard Time or put your time in, you know, whatever region of the world you live at as well. I'll also have a poll on the Hershports Convo. I'm going to do a poll every week for the next three weeks to four weeks. So we have a lot of information, a lot of tests going out. I'm excited. If you also have some things you would like to see in the holiday live show, let me know. Because as I always say, it is a convo around here. And I want you guys to enjoy the live show as much as I enjoy the live show. So that's why I want you guys to tell me what day you'll like to see it, when you'll like to see it, time, whatever. Because I know we're going to have a good time. And I'm excited. That's all I got for this week. Make sure to like, comment, rate, subscribe, wherever you decide to listen to your podcast today. Head on over to Instagram and follow at Her Sports Convo to stay up to date on all things Her Sports Convo, as well as vote in the polls and or DM me when you would like to see the holiday live show. And make sure to check out the main channel that we just hit 100 subscribers over there. So if that's one of you guys, thanks so much. 
support it, appreciate it. Go on over there and subscribe. We do fun things. That's where the live show is going to happen at. So you don't want to miss the live show and you're not a part of it. As well as subscribe to the Her Sports Convo podcast channel where that's where you can catch the podcast episodes every single Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. As well as you can check the main channel videos every single Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're having fun. Summer's over, but I really think the party begins in November, if you're asking me. As always, be safe, have fun, and don't be afraid to join the convo.